Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony. Buckle up for this Monday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. How are you? Doing pretty well. Excellent. Fun weekend. It was a good weekend, yeah. No awesome. complaints. And except for the rain at the very end of the of the day. <laughs> yeah, we walked out of uh, Tony's mom's house and she said, you know, make sure you cover that up so it doesn't get wet. I said, it's not raining anymore. It stopped raining. And it was like a total downpour outside. Yeah. So I was a little wrong. Tough ride home, but we're home. Yeah, it was. It was hard to see on the highway, but um, I don't know. It's kind of nice to listen to outside on the windows. That's right. All right, let's start with the Disney Parks blog. They are celebrating sisters and siblings. Yes, they are. They're celebrating sisters and siblings on the Disney Princess YouTube channel, uh, and that is now going on through April 10th. Um, It's all about the bonds of family. Uh, and it is core to the Frozen family as well. So you can join Anna and Elsa's best adventures as Queens of Arendelle uh, with special ep- episodes of the Frozen Friends Club, movie clips, fun facts, read-alongs, and more. So uh, if you've got a sister or a sibling, uh, you can check that out. All right. And then at the end of the, that time period, the YouTube channel is going to celebrate International Siblings Day with a brand new video. Oh, boy. So maybe you and Marie can get together and watch it. That would be fun. Yes. All right. Um, Disneyland Forward was announced last week. What was that? Um, did we talk about that on Friday? Probably. We did. Yeah. So Disneyland Forward is the new project of the Disneyland expansion uh, that is going to take place over the next, well, probably decade. Uh, before <laughs> if it we happens. Actually, before we actually see anything. Um, and uh, Disney Parks blog has a little story on it. There's uh, an artist concept uh, of what the area is supposed to look like. And, of course, a link to their Disneyland Forward website where you can log on and get updates as the process is going on. So, um, yeah, I obviously knew about this when we talked about it on Friday, but I didn't realize that they were calling it Disney Forward. Yes, or Disneyland, Disneyland Forward. Forward. Sorry. Yes, DisneylandForward.com is the actual website. They All purchased right. the domain and everything. Awesome. So, um Check that out. You can, uh, they'll email you updates. You can check out the reasoning behind it, what they're doing, what their purpose is, what the roadblocks are at, at expanding Disneyland, how they're kind of landlocked. And uh, it's a pretty interesting website. All right. Um, they have on the Disney Parks blog an Easter basket gift guide. That's right, because if you would like to make your Easter basket extra special, oh, God. Um, they of course have gifts that you can purchase and merchandise. Uh, so you can go to shopdisney.com and check out any of the Easter goodies. They've got uh, characters in bunny costumes, which are actually very adorable and look very soft. Um, they've got uh, plushes and the sumsums, and uh, actually, it's not the sumsums anymore. It's the nuimos, the nuimos that you can dress, and uh, you can get items from the Hong Kong Disney Resort. So. If you need a last-minute item for your kid's uh, Easter basket or your husband's Easter basket, mm-hmm. uh, you can check it out on uh, the Disney Parks blog and uh, check out their links. All right. Thank you for letting me know. Yes. Uh, in further Disneyland news, they are talking about what you can see the Disneyland forward art. Yeah. If, if you look at it, you know, there's a lot going on worldwide. We've talked about how some of the international parks are getting a Zootopia section and an Arendelle section. Um, there's been some talk of maybe bringing a Wakanda uh, to one of the parks. Uh, and of course, you know, the, the artist concept, concept drawing pretty much includes all of these. And that's not what's coming to California. 
you know, nothing is set in stone. It's a very high level drawing that just kind of shows Let me see. elements. Let me see this because to me, if it's the same drawing I saw, it really looked like splashes of color um, in sort of Disney style that said absolutely nothing about what was actually going to be there. It did. Um, and I can't see it in one of the pictures, but they're saying that there is an element of Wakanda, which is the uh, giant panther uh, from the movie. I mean, that's not on the one art, of the mountains. though. That's, no, that is not the art from this thing. The art is that very first picture yeah, there. It's supposed this, to be the one of these. Color if, one. if you blow them up, you're supposed to be able to see it in one of the no. sections. I think it's a bunch of people trying to look too hard at something that's not actually there. Right. And the, the, the thing to remember with this project is that they're not going to be presenting plans to the actual city of Anaheim. Uh, until sometime around 2023. So we should have made it clear that this was not an actual story. This was a rumor mill story. Um, it's, you know, Disney fans sort of picking apart some art. Right. But this is just a reminder that what is what you're seeing in the concept drawings, you know, it's just that. It's a concept. Yeah, right. It's just supposed to show the areas where they can expand. It's not necessarily showing them what they will bring. No. You know, I, I don't think they necessarily want to build some of these attractions in new parks and then just automatically bring them to California or to Florida. Mm -hmm. You know, it's nice when things work out that you can bring one of these attractions somewhere else. But I don't think that if the uh, rock and roller coaster in Paris, that they're retheming to an Iron Man attraction because it's going to be part of the Avengers campus in Paris. Right. I don't think that means that if it does well, they will close down the Florida one and theme it to Iron Man. Right. Well, it wouldn't make sense there. You know, I kind of like what they're doing in the parks where they have similar ride systems, but completely different attractions. Right. You know, in California, you've, California, you've got Indiana Jones. In Florida, that same ride attraction is Dinosaur. Mm -hmm. You've got Guardians of the Galaxy and Tower of Terror, same right. ride, different themes. Right. And I think that's what, even though they're identical ride systems, they're still unique and individual rides like when I went to California, I couldn't wait to ride Guardians right. of the Galaxy. Right. I've done Tower of Terror. And you don't like it. Right. But I was excited for Guardians <laughs> right. of the Galaxy. Right. You know, it was something new. Right. So yeah. I don't necessarily think that just because these international parks are getting these, uh, that we should expect that they're all going to be plopped down in California. No. Well, there's also so enough that room California for them. California can so. experience them. Yeah. Um, well, there will be room in Disneyland Forward. Yeah. I, I really just think it's a ploy to try to figure out what. If they can get out of the city of Anaheim, whether they'll get them to give in. Because unless they do, none right. of this is happening. Exactly. Um, and then there's some new gu uh, revised guidelines for the reopening of Disneyland, or actually the reopening of theme parks in California. Right. And this comes out of the state of California. It's a new 13-page document uh, that details the state's expectations for theme parks like Disneyland, Disney's California Adventure, Universal Stories, Universal Universal Studios, um, there are five practices that they have outlined, uh, is that physical distancing must be to the maximum ex extent possible, the use of face covering by workers um, and customer clients, for indoor locations, there must be adequate ventilation in all spaces, frequent hand washing and regular cleaning and disinfection must take place, and workers must be trained on these and other elements of COVID-19 prevention. Um, so employers must provide weekly uh, optional weekly COVID-19 tests for employees. Employees who participate are not counted towards capacity limits, while employees who are not tested do not count against capacity, do count against capacity limits. Okay. So 
that's that's pretty interesting. If mm-hmm. if your employees aren't being tested, then you that's that many less guests you can bring. So in. maybe you're you're making all your um, employees get tested. So maybe the governor says you don't have to, but if you're Disney, you probably say you want to work, you get tested once a week, right? Because that way we don't have to count you as a guest, right? And I, and I think one of the one of the big things to come out of this new protection thing is, you know, they're reinforcing the fact that all parks for the foreseeable future will only be open to California residents. Yeah, there's no plan anywhere. It's not like, oh, at this stage, then it's different uh, right. than it's, you can bring in out-of-staters. There's no stage. <laughs> right now, it's through all of the tiers. It's yep. going to be uniquely California residents. Yep. Um, and that during the reservation process, you must put in an address to verify that you are a California resident and that a... Um, a party, a reservation party, can be no more than three separate households, all of whom must be California residents. Mm-hmm. So, uh, very much stressing the fact that it has to be California residents. Right. So, yeah, you can't try to slip somebody. Can't try to slip uh, Uncle Mike in because right. you know who's from Kentucky. It's yeah. not going to work out. Unfortunately, I don't think we'll be we will be going to California for Disneyland anytime soon. No, but I mean. We go, what, once every 15 years? So Pretty I think much. we're okay. I do find it interesting, however, that walk-up ticket sales are allowed. I guess, you know, if they're not sold Provided out. they're not at capacity. Uh, right? Which they will be, so it's going to be a moot point. Yep. Okay. Um, over in Disney World, the theme park hours have been extended for some select dates in April. Well, they say select dates, but it's it's pretty, pretty much, much all of April. It's pretty much every day uh, for these periods. Um so April 11th through the 17th, the Magic Kingdom hours will be 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. every day. Okay. That's 13 hours. Yeah. I mean, those day. are those are kind of pre-COVID hours. Right. Um, Epcot is going to be 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. Wow. That's big. That's an extra four hours and per I just, day It's so park. funny that they're doing that when they used to be like a 9 to 9 park. That's yep. Those were their hours. Yep. And they didn't open the World Showcase till 11. Right. So it was 9 to 11 for the, um, what, Future World? Is that mm-hmm. what you called it? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, 11 to 9. Right. For, you know, for everything. Yep. And now, you know, 11 to 11, that's more hours than they were doing before. Yeah. I mean, it's the same hours, but with everything open. Right. Very interesting. Um, Hollywood Studios, from the 11th through the 17th, every day, 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. Now, this is a full, Easter's on the 4th, so this is a week. Yeah. This is the two weeks after Easter. Yeah. So I guess they're still anticipating large crowds. Um, Animal Kingdom uh, that week is going to be 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. when that was 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. So yeah. it seems like every park they're adding about four hours. That's crazy. Um, and no word on the hours for... The end of the month? Um, no, for Blizzard Beach. Oh, okay. Uh, but for June 12th, uh, they've now, you know, once again, Magic Kingdom 9 a.m. to 6 p.m., Epcot 11 a.m. to 7 p.m., Animal Kingdom 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., and Hollywood Studios 9 a.m. to 7 p.m., but as we see, these hours change based on capacity yeah. yep. and time of year. So hopefully if we go in April, they uh, when we go in April, they'll go back to the uh, – <laughs> we're open from 12 p.m. to 1230 right. every day. All right. Where are we now? We're, uh, we're, we're in the Magic Kingdom. We are in the Magic Kingdom. Let's have a stage update. Yes. Apparently the heating elements on the stage have been completed. Uh, so that is all of the metal grating and heating elements that accompany it. Um, it looks to be some type of, what do they call it when they put the water in? Uh, like in the floor. Radiant. Radiant heat. Yep. So it looks like they've got some radiant heat with some uh, metal sheathing around that. So uh, it's good for the performers. They'll at least be warm. Maybe. 
Yeah. Yeah, like you said, I don't really know what that's for. Okay. Um, and then the Tron light cycle, you have a canopy frame update. That's right. I thought you said we were done. Well, the canopy frame is complete. So then what is this canopy frame update? Well, because now they're removing the temporary supports that were holding up the canopy frame while it was being built. Does so, anyone care? <laughs> I care. Okay. Uh, and then Swiss Family Treehouse reopened. That's right. They are back from their supply run because if you <laughs> remember, the sign said they were out gathering supplies. Right. Um, Swiss Family Swiss Family Treehouse was closed from the uh, from March twelfth, so it was closed for a two week refurb. Uh, they did get the canopy netting and some additional uh, additional enhancements, and you know things were cleaned up and repainted, and uh, they're back in operation. Okay. That's always a fun walk through every couple of years. It is. I it know. Is. Um, in Epcot, the we have a pavement update at Spaceship Earth. Yep, they've redone another segment of pavement. Now, my only problem with this pavement, except for the fact that, you know, there's no fiber optics in there, is the old pavement, they okay. had that red dusting in there to right. give the pavement a red color. And the new pavement is just... Pavement. Pavement. It's, it's concrete. It's that grayish color. I guess they're going to take out all the red pavement. And replace it. I guess. Because otherwise it just kind of looks like, you know, pretty much patchwork. Right. So um, there's still a lot more pavement to be done. So plenty more pavement updates uh, probably long after the uh, canopy is completed. Yippee. All right. Um, in Morocco, uh, we know that Disney has uh, taken that over from the Moroccan government. And they are making some changes. And they just recently brought in some new props, uh, which included like a cart and some market type items. And it's making that area look a little bit more like a Moroccan market. That's right. It's the section over by the Art of Henna, uh, as well as the little dessert. Uh, they have the beverages and dessert section right next to that. But it's supposed to be a little marketplace. Um, and they have put some new props there. Uh, and these props include a cart with uh, spices, wood barrels, burlap sack, and artificial fruit. Um, it's cute. You know, it kind of goes in with that yeah. henna theme where yeah, it's it helps a, the some theming. coloring and it looks, good. It, it looks nice. Good job. Okay. Kudos, Disney. At Animal Kingdom, they relocated a tiger. That's right. In 2017, uh, two tiger cub twins, Anala and Jetta, were born. Uh, they were the first Sumatran tiger cubs ever born at the theme park. And uh, they were bred as part of the program to save critically uh, endangered Sumatran tigers. And uh, Jetta has since been relocated. Um, Jetta has been sent to the San Antonio Zoo as part of the species survival plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is obviously to mate with other right. Yeah, Sumatran you can't, tigers. You can't obviously leave families too much together because they can't breed with each other. Right. So um, Jetta is three years old. Uh, and in a few weeks, once he's settled in, they will introduce him to the, uh, the resident female Sumatran tiger. Her name is the Royal Jamale. Oh, excuse me. Yes. Uh, so it is hoping that they meet uh, and breed uh, just as his parents, Sony and Melosi, have done. So, uh, you know, hopefully it's the a continuation of the circle of life. <laughs> it's a dating app for tigers. <laughs> what do you think it's called? Like growl? <laughs> Be a good name for it. All right. Uh, at Disney Springs, the Splitsville patio construction is complete. Yep, I didn't it, even know there was a Splitsville patio uh, being constructed. Don't you remember when we... Excuse me, went into um, Everglazed Donuts. There was a construction wall across from the seating. Yeah, yeah, but I didn't realize what was going on over there. Well, behind that construction wall, they were putting in a patio. 
for Splitsville. Good. Um, so this new little, it, it's an outdoor seating section. It's just mm-hmm. some uh, some high top tables. It's nothing, nothing yeah, fancy. No, no round tables. Um, but it, it's just essentially bar height. I guess you would call them. Yeah, I think the thing about, you know, maybe it was brought to light with COVID, but there's just been more of a demand for outdoor dining. And I think Mm -hmm. especially in a place like Florida where you have that nice weather for, you know, the whole year, when you're down there on vacation, especially if it's, you know, February or March, you don't want to go inside. No. Like you just want to stay outside as much as you possibly can. If it's a nice night, you really just want to be outdoors. So especially at Disney Springs, it seems like they are – uh, promoting the idea of outdoor dining a little bit more, right. which is great. Yeah. We have an update on the monorail. Yep. Just, uh, it continues to come along. Um, a oh, lot no, of no, it's not the monorail. The monorail, the monorail platform. Station. Monorail platform okay. at the uh, Polynesian Village Resort. All right. Um, the work continues. Uh, scaffolding's been taking de- taken down. Uh, the platform itself is in place, but they're, uh, they're working on it, uh, you know, working, working on, uh, improving the platform? I don't know. I have You've no got to put the gates up. You've gotta, yeah, it's a platform. They're working on it. It's going to extend to the hotel. It's going to be great. Um, it is expected to be open when the resort opens this summer. There is no date. Um, but the monorail station and the new revised ceremonial house will be opening along with the rest of the resort. I just find it really funny that they did the ceremonial house, what, seven, eight years ago when they took out the waterfall? Yeah. Uh, how many times are they going to redo this? I know. It's weird. Yeah. Um, speaking of redoing resorts, uh, all the rooms at the All-Stars, well, at least I know they finished the ones at All-Star Movies. Yes. And that's the only one that's open right now, so I guess that's all that matters. Um, they've all been renovated, and they are very, very similar to Pop Century if you've um, if you've been in one of those newly remodeled rooms. Uh, just like all the other rooms that they're remodeling across the resort, um, the Walt Disney World Resort, they have put in the hard laminate floors, so that's nice. They have more storage. They have more USB ports. They've gone with um, sort of a streamlined one-piece uh, furniture that holds both your coffee station and your TV, uh, plus it has an area for you know drawers and clothing. But the biggest change has been the pull-down beds, so it's a Murphy bed. And before you pull it down, it's a table and two chairs. You pull the two chairs away, and then you can pull down the Murphy bed, and the table turns into a queen-size bed. Yeah, and I think it's amazing that it's a queen-size bed. It is, and it's really nice because previously um, Pop and the All-Stars had two um, – Full-size beds. Mm-hmm. So now you've got the queen-size bed with the queen-size pull-down Murphy bed. So it's uh, it's very nice. And if you're a family, it's nice to be able to tuck that um, bed back up during the day and not have to be having such a small space. Because two queen beds and they're down all right. the time is, is tight. Yeah, there's a lot more room for activities now. That's right. So yeah. much more room. And it's nice if you're two people also because if you're two people just sharing a queen-size bed, now you have a bigger bed, obviously, right. than the full-size bed to share. And you just, you don't have to mess with the Murphy bed, but you have a nice table and chairs and you have, you know, so much more room. I, I like that they've really gone with uh, an increase in storage. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when we went, there was a ton of space for us to take, you know, everything out of our luggage, everything out of our, uh, you know, our toiletries. Yep. Uh, normally it, it was just that counter with yep. the sink. Yeah. And, you know... There was no space on the counter no, because it was covered. On either side. Now there's storage above. There's yeah. storage below. Yeah. Uh, there's storage on the counter. They've uh, also changed those weird curtains that they used to have are now sliding doors. 
which right. um, is similar if you've ever stayed at Coronado Springs. They've always had the sliding doors there mm-hmm. um, between the spaces. Actually, maybe all the moderates always had that. Right. Uh, yeah, a lot of people don't like the pocket doors, but they've gone to pocket doors for both that, for the that sink area as well as the bathroom. The sink area between the sink area and the bedroom area is more like a barn door. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't slide into the wall like a pocket, but the uh, toilet door okay. does slide into the wall. It's a pocket door. Okay. To me, it's a sliding door. A sliding door is a sliding door. No, you got to know your barn doors from your pocket doors. Yes. And they've brought uh, shower do- shower doors mm-hmm. to, the, of the uh, to the resort instead of the curtain, which is a lot cleaner, a lot easier to clean, a they've lot easier the, to keep clean. They've got the mounted... Um, Shampoo, conditioner, and body washes now. Yep. So instead of the small containers, saving the environment a little bit. So. And, and I think the the big change is the decor itself. Yes. You know, yes. the um, all-stars, the value resorts used to be very colorful. Yeah, they had the themed bedspreads. They had the, I don't know if they took them down in between, but they had the borders, um, you know, the wallpaper, wallpaper borders. Border, yep. So yeah, I mean, they were bright and, you know, colorful. Uh, and now, you know, they've gone with that same white comforter that they do everywhere now. Uh, it's cleaner. I think they replace those every time. I think they get washed between guests, which okay. I love because it always grossed me out. Like those bedspreads, you'd call them, that they used to have, those things didn't get washed. Right. So like the people before you, you know, who knows? They stepped in dog poop and then they sat on the bed with their shoes on. Like who right. knows what was going on? And then, you know, you go sit on them and your kid's laying on it with their face all in the, ugh. So yeah, these are much more cleanly. Yes. And that's nice. They don't look as fun, but um, they no, do there, a good job. Enough, up- there's a splashes of, there's, you know, there's character pictures yeah. in there. When you, when you pull down the Murphy bed, there's a picture of Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Yeah. Um, so it's a very austere room, but there's still splashes of color. It's much more upscale. And yes. uh, they're going to get more money for these rooms, which is what they plan on. Yep. All right. Um, more permits have been filed for the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. That's right. We've talked about them filing permits uh, last month. Well, they have filed three new permits for Star Wars Gal- Galactic Star Cruiser, which is going to be the interactive hotel uh, at Hollywood Studios. Uh, the first permit is for low voltage installation and termination of system controls and antennas. God, that sounds exciting. <laughs> Why do I always find the horrible stories? Uh, the second permit is for show control oh. uh, because we know that there are going to be some interactive elements, That's some Jedi cool. training yeah. that goes on uh, in these uh, in this resort. And then the last trio is for show, show set installation for Project H. And we don't know what Project H is Ooh, yet. Top secret. Um, but, uh, you know, if you look at it, it looks like there's going to be a cantina uh, where you're going to be interacting with Star Wars characters. There's going to be Jedi training where you're learning how to work a lightsaber. Um, it's going to be Star Wars to the hilt. And, yes. and I think they're going to pull out all the stops with uh, with these permits and the show sets. And yeah. I can't wait to spend $3,000 for two nights. Yikes. Yeah. All right. Uh, ramp construction is continuing near the car care center. Talk about stories that don't matter. We just talked about this. What else could possibly be happening on the ramps? Um, well, construction has begun on the ramps that will connect Bear Island Road to World Drive. All right. So great. if you're in the area of Bear Island Road, uh, be on the lookout because uh, your speed's down to 25 miles an hour. <laughs> My goodness. All right. In Disney Plus news, Disenchanted is coming. That's right. Uh, Disenchanted has had a cast update. Uh, we previously knew that both Adi- uh, Amy Adams and Patrick Dempsey would be returning. 
but it has been confirmed by Alan Menken, uh, who does uh, the music, uh, that both Adina Menzel and uh, James Marsden will be returning. Um, uh, this is going to be on uh, Disney+. Plus. It's not going to be released theatrically, mm-hmm. but it is the sequel to Enchanted, uh, which I thought was a great movie. Oh, one of my favorites. Yes. And, and you don't say that about every Disney movie. No, I say that about like very few. Like, you didn't like Mary Poppins Returns, but no. you truly liked Enchanted. I did. So, Disenchanted, the sequel, uh, coming to Disney Plus soon. We yeah. have no release date. Okay. Nothing's in production yet. I think that's impressive. That they, you know, they got some pretty decent stars, and it's still direct to Disney Plus. I think that the whole COVID and releasing movies directly to Disney Plus and sometimes skipping the movie theater altogether has sort of changed the view of that being your primary release. Well, that's that's the thing with streaming services, though. Like Netflix, Amazon Prime, you know, they've been gaining popularity as far as platforms for movies. Well, putting their own movies putting together. Putting their own movies yeah. together, right. And, you know, in the old days, you know, five years ago, if Disney did a movie, where does it end up? The Disney Channel, which well, was kind or, of like, like all the movies were cheesy that ended up on Disney no, Channel. No, my thought was direct-to-video. Mm-hmm. So like that's what a lot of part two movies that Disney would do right. if they weren't really great. Like, you know, Toy Story 2 obviously went to the theater, but, you know, there's a ton of, I don't know, what I can't even think of one. Bambi but, 2. Yeah, or like Hercules 2. Like, right. I don't even know if that's a thing, but if it was... 102 Dalmatians. It went direct to video. Um, And so that's sort of what I I pictured this as being, would be a direct to video, but you don't get the good stars back for things that are direct to video, but yet it seems like you maybe do get the good stars back for something that might be direct to Disney Plus because it doesn't have that um, connotation of being, you know, not so great. Like second class. Yeah, exactly. Like it's a streaming service. It's a viable platform now. right. You know, five years ago, streaming services were kind of on the fringe. You know, Disney Channel, like, yeah, if your movie was going on to Disney Channel, it was kind of, you expected it to kind of suck. Right, yeah. You know, but now a streaming service or a theatrical relief release, I, I think they get like the same kind of budgets and they're attracting the same level of stars. Right. All right. And then you have a universal update for us. That's right. The Velocicoasters that we mentioned last week. Um, they have now gotten photo decals. Oh, boy. So that is exciting. And uh, the height requirement signs are now in place uh, at the Velocicoaster. I can't wait for this thing to open just so I can stop hearing about it. So the Velocicoaster, um, there are only two attractions with taller height requirements at uh, Universal Islands of Adventure. Hulk and Rip Rod Rocket or whatever that is. Um... Your story doesn't tell you. Uh, free, uh, Dr. Doom's Fearfall. Ah. Yeah. And? And uh, the first one, the Hulk, yeah. Okay. Um, so the height requirement is 51 inches. Okay. Yeah. So I can ride it. Yay, you just make it. I do. Uh, and then uh, at Aquatica, they have a new water slide that's going to be opening. That's right. April 3rd is going to be the debut of their new dueling raft water slide called Riptide Race. Um, the slide is going to be located next to the Banana Beach Cookout Restaurant and Ray Rush, uh, which is a, a attraction that opened in 2018. Uh, Riptide Race is the first edition since Care Care Curl opened in 2019. No attractions were removed or harmed to make ro- uh, room for this attraction. Oh, no good. Uh, this is going to be two tubes that sometimes run parallel to one another and curve around to run in opposite directions. 
The rafts hold two people apiece. Um, and Aquatica, they want to they want to point out that Aquatica is the first water park in the state to have a dueling racer. All right. um, the towers are 68 feet tall, which is the second highest uh, in the water park. And uh, the height requirement for this slide will be 42 inches. Cool. So uh, we've never been to Aquatica, but I hear it, it gets good reviews. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure about water parks. I only like Disney water parks. All right. Any other uh, parting words before we go? Nothing. All right. So until Wednesday, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast.